Hi, this is Melissa Erdelak from Mama Gourmand, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you're listening to episode number 307. Today, Melissa is here to talk to us about the value of blogger retreats, and we're going to have a super fun chat. Melissa is a recipe developer, photographer, and cookbook author who lives in northern Indiana, outside of Chicago, with her husband and four children. She began her food blog, Mama Gourmand, to share her passion for cooking, writing, and photography. Besides authoring her first cookbook, Frugal Gluten-Free Cooking, her work has been published in Better Homes and Gardens, MSN, Taste of Home, Parade, and Prevention. When Melissa is not dreaming up new recipes, she loves to go on challenging hikes and break a daily sweat to offset her incorrigible sweet tooth. I guess I didn't know that you had a sweet tooth like I did, Melissa, but I have one as well. It's so bad. I know. It's like after breakfast, I have to eat something. I... I'm so terrible. Like if I have a bag of like fill in the blank jelly beans, M&Ms, I will sit there and eat the entire bag unless somebody takes it away from me. I am assuming you have an additional fun fact on top of that. Do you have something else to share with us? Um, so to go with the sweet tooth where I said I have to offset it all, um, a few years ago, every year I go on a girl's trip with a couple of great friends of mine. And a few years ago, we went to the Grand Canyon and in one hike we hiked to the bottom of the canyon and back up so it was about a 10 hour hike and it was about I think like 18 to 19 miles and when we started off the day it was so we had to start early it was like 30 degrees and then when we got to the bottom of the canyon it was 110 degrees and then you turn around and you it's a weird hike because you hike straight down And then on the second half of the hike, you have to hike straight up. Oh, my gosh. So were you just absolutely wiped after that? Yes, we were basically crawling at the end. But it was such a great sense of accomplishment. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would totally do something like that. And I feel like I have it in me to do things like that because I have such a love for food and for sweets. So I like have extra motivation to do those like really challenging hikes and like walks and whatever fill in the blank but yeah we'll have to do it together sometime (laughs) yeah that would be amazing well thank you so much for being here I am excited to talk about this topic you and I have planned and experienced a retreat together and it was so fun not just fun but super valuable we constantly talk about the value that came from that like single retreat, which I yes. never it expected. Like every single fun oh, expectation yeah. and value expectation. It was great. Absolutely. By far. So let's talk about this. And I guess to start, it would be valuable, I think, to 
maybe distinguish between retreats and conferences because I believe that both are super valuable and have um, like just unique characteristics that we can dive into a little bit here. But yeah, just talk to us about like the difference. What are the differences between a conference and a retreat? So I, yes, I agree with you. I think retreat or conferences are super valuable. Um, It's a great way to dip your toe into meeting your blogging community, um, which is one of the things I find the biggest value of it is just meeting other bloggers. Um, Retreats are more big picture ideas, I guess you would say. The speakers are very inspirational. Um, It's not so much hands-on as it is finding what other what is working for other bloggers and then coming home and seeing how that fits with your business model and then kind of leaning into those techniques and doing them if the, if you feel like that's something that would work for you. Um, retreats are very hands-on and very actionable and the community that you get from it is very finite and tight knit after. I mean, it's, it's a small group of bloggers. So you come away with a small, very strong group of blogging friends and people to lean on. And I feel like the, the things that you talk about at retreats can just vary. Like you go in thinking you're going to talk about something, but it, goes a completely different direction. So it's not like conferences are like set in stone. You go knowing exactly what you're going to hear about, but retreats, you kind of have to go with the flow and then one thing might come up, which leads to another thing. And since it's a small group, you can adapt, right? Yeah. And I've always felt when I've walked away from conferences, my biggest moments that made the money worth it with the getting the hotels and the flights and everything were those in-between conversations that you would have with bloggers between sessions and meeting those people and, you know, just those little like sideline conversations where you learn these little tidbits. And those were, I felt like that paid for the conference in itself. So the retreat is an entire weekend of that, of just nonstop oh my gosh, that's great. I can't wait to use that. Yeah, right. And conferences, I mean, you can find that, but it's not guaranteed because that's not the structure. So I've gone to conferences where I walked away and like really didn't have those in-between discussions that you're talking about, but retreats, they're guaranteed. You're going to have those. Yeah. And those conferences that you do walk away and you don't have their conversations, you kind of feel like it was a waste because I mean, they have to, they have to present in such a way that they are kind of appealing to all levels, but then it kind of washes out the content per se, because you're not really getting specific steps. So, you know, that's one thing I I really love about the retreats. And not to diminish conferences because you mentioned in the beginning, like they are super valuable. So what would you say are the top handful of reasons why you love conferences, and then we'll move into just digging into retreats more. Um, I would say the overall community from it. I mean, it's it's just such a, a great vibe, I guess, there. It's great to be in such a large space with so many people that 
get what you're doing as a business and have the same struggles and um, just, I don't, I don't know, blogging is such a unique career that it's just great to be in such a, a, a large space with everyone that knows where you're coming from. Um, the, the having the, the conferences, I always walk away with very valuable contacts, either if it's from businesses or people that I could reach out to and, Hey, I really like to sign up for this course. I really want to dig into this more. Um, I think conferences are really great for that. I like that you said just kind of feeling understood because when you look around at a conference, you actually physically see so many people with you that are doing the same thing as you. And we don't often see that. Like we know they're there. We know we're all out there in the internet world, but to actually physically see all of these humans who are doing this really strange job <laughs> like we are is so comforting somehow. Yeah. And I was always like, especially the first, the first conference you go to is scary because it's hard to go to something by yourself and walk into a room that big. And I, the thing I was most struck about was just how welcoming everyone is. And we're all there alone. I mean, some of us might know some other people, but once you sit down at a table, everyone is just so engaging and so welcoming. It, it was just a great way to kind of get a sense of our food blogging community and how great it is. Yeah, it's a really easy way to make fast friends. I It did not take long for me or anyone that went to any conference that was a good conference um, to make friends. So I love that point too. Okay, so let's move into retreats. So we're here to talk about like the nitty gritty of retreats, why they're good, um, maybe hangups. Let's start there because I hear this a lot. People say they either are worried about having too much experience, like they're going to go in and know way more than everyone else and just kind of feel like it's not worth their money or time or the opposite where, you know, they aren't experienced enough. So talk to us about that. Yeah, and I, I get that, especially in the field that we are in, we're kind of met with a lot of um, seemingly measurable, like vanity numbers, <laughs> where you could be like, oh, this person's going to be there. Oh, look at their Instagram account. Oh, they don't have a lot of followers or, oh my gosh, they have so many followers. I am so not in the le same league as them. So it's, it's natural to compare yourself to other people. And I'll say either if you're on either end of the spectrum. And this really came to light with the blog retreat that we did is that everyone at every level has value to add. And I would even go as far to say as the more up and coming you are, you have more value to add. I mean, they, the people, I'm, I'm like six or seven years into this. So you kind of like, you know, get into a groove and you're kind of past that stage of actively learning. These up and coming bloggers are in that stage. They're so smart. 100%. <laughs> yes. And they are so on top of all the trends. They are actively trying to grow their blogs so or getting onto an ad network. So they are doing everything possible to learn how to gain more traffic. 
they are always actively learning and where we're more experienced walkers might be more working in their business, they're more working on their business to get it to that next level. So they had so much to share. I mean, it doesn't matter what level you're at, you have so much to share. We kind of emailed the group before and said, hey, come to the table with something that you'd like to share. Well, when you're put into that position of like what value you have to add, it's it's hard. It's hard to look outside yourself and think, what what do I do so great that's better than anyone else? And I would, I would say like, as you're there, even if you don't come up with something concrete, as you're there, you realize how much value you have to add because other people will present problems or struggles they're having. And it kind of, it, it spurred something in you or like, oh, I totally know how to do this. And I can add something to this conversation. So you kind of realize how much value you have and especially how much value other bloggers have as well. That was so well said. I loved, yeah, I loved hearing you talk through that because there were some people who came to our retreat that came in and I know they had the attitude like, I don't know if I have anything really to share, but we saw them share so much value and we were like, what are you talking about? This was incredible. And then afterward, I've seen a transformation in these people where they are like, it was almost like a confidence booster. Like seeing. Yeah, wasn't that cool just to see like them share and then seeing our reactions to the value that they shared. And then afterward, these people are like killing it in certain areas. And that has been cool. Expertise that they have. I mean, there was a couple girls on a retreat that really, I feel like we were the impetus. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm like, nice job. So great. And then they, moved on after that and really leaned into those things. And I mean, it's a business tactic for them now. Like they are selling Uh that that expertise as they rightly should. But if they hadn't gone to that retreat, I don't know if they would have realized that about themselves. I know it's been really cool. I think that's probably my favorite thing that has come out of the retreat is just seeing that like them, have not just a little bit of a confidence boost, but a huge confidence boost. And it has transformed their businesses. That is the coolest thing ever. And just to touch on what you said about the experience thing. So I, as someone who plans like blogger events, I all the time get people saying that they feel like they are too experienced. And they, I get this like a couple times a week. They're like, who's in the group, whatever group I'm putting together, because I need to know that I'm not going to be the most experienced person there. And I always say, you should be grateful that there are lesser experienced people there because of what you said, because those new bloggers are, oh my gosh, they are so driven. They are so smart. They are on top of everything. And so to be able to learn from this new up and coming type of blogger is an honor, honestly. And I just want to put that out there because they're like, yeah, like there's so much value in the newer blogger. And to be honest, the, the more traffic your blog has, the easier it is to kind of rest on your laurels and not be as aggressive about your business. Um, So that was, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. That's a good point. Yep. 
So uh, let's see. Let's talk about the logistics of the retreat. You mentioned that it's typically a couple of days that we spend together. Um, like what do you, how do you prepare leading up to it and then what to expect during? Well, I would say if you're anything like me, you're going to prepare by a lot of overthinking. <laughs> and then once you're there, you'll realize that you had nothing to worry about. Uh-huh. Um, so like I said earlier, we, we approached the group of women and said, um, come with something. And it, it wasn't at all. It was very, very relaxed. It was not like come up with a PowerPoint presentation. It was just kind of have something in mind that you can talk about. Um, and honestly, once the retreat got going, you kind you, you very much go with the flow of the group. So some of those girls did share those things. Some of those girls, they, we found that there was something else of value that they had that they didn't even realize. And we ended up talking about that. Um, we went, I would say, where also this is the other thing about conferences where you're, um, you know, you're, it's a very public space. So you kind of feel like you have to look put together <laughs> and have makeup on. And it was so relaxing. It's like bring your sweatpants. Yes, I love that. Makeup if you don't yeah. want to. It's just a lot of relaxing. Um, a lot of, I wouldn't even say it's, it's not so much work as it is brainstorming sessions. I don't feel like it's not a, it's not a time to like, oh, I really need to knock this out because it's a lot of just conversations and learning from each other. Let's take a really quick break to talk about a service I'm really excited to share with you. As a food blogger, you've got so much on your plate. You are busy developing recipes, taking photos, writing posts, managing social media, and all of the other things. You work hard to help your readers live a more delicious life. Even though you enjoy working in your business, I think we all do it because we love it, your to-do list is probably a mile long. You know what I'm talking about. And maybe there are certain things you'd rather not deal with, such as writing. If writing is not your cup of tea, you do not have to go it alone. Heather Eberly is a content writer for food brands. She uses copywriting and marketing techniques to grow your business so you can focus on doing the things you love. If you want to gain Google traction, stand out from the crowd, and take your income to the next level, Heather can help you. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to get more information about Heather's services. Again, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources and click on Heather's link. And now let's get back to the episode. And I like how you put that brainstorming. It's like relaxed brainstorming. There's no pressure. You don't have to have your hair done. You don't have to look nice. It's just like you can be yourself and just kind of kick your feet up for a little bit and get involved in these really cool like mastermind style brainstorming sessions that are um, like unplanned. They're kind of unscripted, unplanned. There's magic that comes out of them, but it's not something that you predetermine. It's like the magic unfolds once you get there. Yeah. And we, and I would say, so it's not so much being prepared physically or mentally, it is more of being prepared with a mindset. Um, so come, 
ready to be collaborative, ready to engage, um, ready to share things that are working for you. It's not if if you are kind of more head down and this is what I do and, you know, eyes in your own lane all the time. Um, a blog retreat is, is pretty much the opposite. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> that's opposite. Yeah. And like you said too, don't overthink it. I feel like if you went into a retreat, just way over analyzing what to expect and how you're going to act and how things are going to play out, it's going to be hard. But if you just go in with an open mind and knowing that it's kind of free flowing and that the relationships are going to evolve naturally, you're going to be much better off. And then like logistically about the week, typically, I mean, the one we planned lasted two full days with a few like travel days on each end. But can you talk through how our days kind of typically unfolded? So, um, we, the meals were always like a great relaxation point of the day. So like at breakfast, lunch and dinner was kind of just, you know, fun and talking. And then after the day was over, there was a lot of talking and laughing and (laughs) dancing, (laughs) possibly dance routines. (laughs) So we kind of broke up the weekend as, um, you know, we would have breakfast, then we would do maybe a couple hour work session by work session. It's just from what I alluded to before, it's a lot of brainstorming or, um, hey, I have this issue. Oh, here, let me show you how I do this and walk you through it. Um, And then, you know, we would, I think we went on a hike at one point, um, went out to dinner one night. And then, yeah, there was just I mean, I cannot believe how much we laughed and talked and in between all the work talk, which was so, I feel like you, I mean, I'm still, I could talk about my blog 24 seven and it was so great to be around a group of women that can equally talk about and are so inspired by their businesses and discuss it all the time. So there was a lot of work talk, but it was always fun and hysterical it was it was so fun I mean it's like looking back and thinking back don't you just wonder if that was like a unicorn experience or if can we ever recreate that (laughs) Melissa (laughs) I don't know but I it was it was great but then I also think about like like when you get together with so we just did a conference we just did tastemakers together in um Chicago and we had a house and it was another kind of con- conglomeration of women and we still had just as much fun i just feel like it's anytime you get a group of us together in a small group in a small space like we're all going to learn from each other and have fun together. I mean, we, we all must be somewhat like-minded to be into this very crazy business. So we all are going to have something to find that we like about each other and that we have in common. That's true. And I feel like uh, food bloggers are all kind of along the same. Yeah. Like we all think the same and we have that common bond of just having this unique space where we show up every day. Um, 
And I've yet to find a food blogger who's like difficult or I mean, everyone I meet, I feel like in this community is so fun and inspiring and creative and easy to get to know and easy to get along with. Even if it's not a retreat, even if we're showing up at a conference and renting a house together, it's still so much fun. Um, Okay, so anything else logistically you talked about like kind of work times. Our work times were really unstructured. We kind of just let it flow naturally. And then we did break up the days with like lunches, dinners, an excursion. We went for a little hike. Am I missing anything? Um, I would say if you are, if you're considering planning a blog retreat, we also threw in um, a photography session. So it could kind of take on because we started planning this before the pandemic. So it had some evolutions of what it was going to be. Um, so you could focus on photography and do more of like a hands-on, um, you know, find a space that has, you know, good lighting or videography. Um, for part of the, one of the days we had a professional photographer come and take headshots of us just for social media and that was not only was that great but that was also a lot of fun doing that but if you wanted I mean you could do that with each other too just take headshots of each other I mean we're all photographers so having something like that um something that you're still doing interactively, but just not in front of your computer is always a good idea too. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't even think of that. We did more of like a really broad kind of retreat. So we didn't have a particular focus. The initial retreat we were planning had a video focus where we were going to bring in a videographer and she was going to teach us and put together a video per retreat member. Um, But in the evolution, we kind of dropped that focus and did more of a broad scale. But yeah, like you could focus on really any aspect of food blogging. Photography and videography are natural kind of components to look at, but whatever. I mean, fill in the blank with whatever is like prominent right now, relevant web stories. I mean, you could do a web story focus or a social media focus. I mean, there's so many different routes you can go. I kind of lean toward doing the broader, but I can see maybe in the future figuring out something that was more specific. Another thing that would be great is if you, I know a lot of bloggers work with their husbands. So doing a retreat where, um, isn't that a movie? Couples retreat, (laughs) but not like that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But not like that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be very fun. I know a blogger who does that. She arranges blogger retreats that are couple focused, and I know that they're very successful and they have a lot of fun. So, um, any tips for people who are planning retreats? Because I think definitely keep it on your radar to find retreats to go to, but it's an option to plan your own. It's actually not that difficult. So, what tips do you have for anyone who has that as a goal? Um. I would say first, if you're doing it in your near you, make sure that's in a a place that people can get to easily. Um, You know, some some people aren't by, you know, close airports or things, so it really limits who can come. Um, 
a big comfortable house. Like the kitchen was key because we did a lot of cooking together. Um, a great hangout space. We had a great deck that we hung out at. Um, when you're actually, when it comes down to logistics of planning it, I I wouldn't say, I would say err on the side of over planning, but then be prepared for nothing you plan for is going to happen. Um, have, you know, you know, if you have people that are kind of harder to draw out, it's nice to have those plans to back up on, um, you know, maybe just thinking about, okay, from 10 to 12, we're going to talk about web stories. Well, everyone will have something to add, or if they don't have something to add, they'll have something to learn from. Um, now we're going to talk about Pinterest or lack thereof Pinterest <laughs> in, the ne- in the next session. So, you know, you don't have to come with a lot of material, but maybe more some ideas of what you can discuss. One thing I liked about having some things that were set in stone, like the photographer, she was coming at, you know, 12 p.m. or whatever, and we had dinner. We had some things that we had to kind of stick to, but within that, we had kind of just a loose schedule. We did draw out, like, from one to two, we'll talk about this, but we didn't always follow it, and that was fine because that's part of the value is just kind of going where the information is flowing. Like if it leads to it into an entirely different discussion, that's valuable. We just let it go there. Yeah. And that's a good point of being very flexible too. Yeah. Right. So having some guideposts to kind of keep you on track somewhat. So you're not like, Oh, it's midnight. <laughs> I don't think we would have done that, but you know, but then being flexible between. And allowing time for just downtime, so not scheduling in so much work, having that time to be flexible and just drink tequila and dance or like do do what you want to do outside of work. And you'll probably still talk about work, but that's okay. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about like opportunities and growth that have come from this. Those few women that attended that have just crushed it in their little unique areas But talk a little more about that, like how the community after has unfolded for us. So you walk away from this, I mean, just absolutely hitting the ground running because it's not so much that I need to go home and learn these things. It's I need to go home and start implementing these things right away because I already know how to do them. So I made an annotation on my Google Analytics of when I went to the blog retreat. I think it was in October. And you could definitely see an uptick in traffic from there. I mean, you come away so inspired and have so many little like tricks and hacks and things that, you know, just, I don't know, like aha moments that you can immediately put into your business And then the best part of it is just that built-in community that you get right away. Uh, We created a Slack channel after our retreat, which is still active. And the great thing about it is what that, um, just that vibe that we had at the retreat of helping each other still continues to this day. So like if we come across something now 
something that we just learned or a new tool or, hey, this is really working for me, we will still pop into that Slack channel and share that with our group. So it continues way months after of supporting each other and, you know, or going in and saying, I have this problem. Does anyone come across it? Oh, this is what you do or you know, contact this person. So it continues to pay for itself. And lifelong friendships. I feel like we formed some friendships within that group that will not go away. Like some of those ladies will be my forever friends. Yes. And else, yes. Like not just blogging friends, but like my legit, friends. like friends, yeah. friends. And I remember when I was first starting to blog and, and I would hear from other bloggers like they would talk about their community and how they're blogging friends. And I remember like thinking like, how in the hell are these people meeting? <laughs> Where are these people? <laughs> yeah, we're all at home and we're all, you know, like in front of our computers and no one's seeing each other. So like, how are they like establishing these friendships? And this is how it happens. You have to get out from your computer and get into like these conferences and retreats and you will meet people. I cannot believe, I mean, my community has expounded in waves since starting to go to conferences and retreats. I get, it, you start to realize what a small group we are and how we all, you know, it's like, what is that? The Kevin Bacon thing, like the oh, yeah. six degrees. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like what blogging is. Like we all kind of know each other through people, and it's a great way to meet people and just come up with a very tight friend group. And just to acknowledge quick that it is not always easy. You mentioned in the very beginning of our chat that going into your first conference, it was really scary. It's so intimidating and daunting, and you. Well, at least I'll speak for myself. I tend to overthink like I get self-conscious and what are they going to think? Am I going to say something wrong? What am I going to talk about? Do I know enough? Do I whatever? Like there's so much that is intimidating going into a real life person in person situation, but everyone is in the same boat. And that's the cool thing is that you're not special. Like we're all in that um, stage where we, we feel a little bit scared to go into group settings, especially after COVID. It's like not natural anymore. So just wanted to acknowledge that, that it is scary, but it's so worth it. Is there anything else we've missed that you want to mention about retreats on any scale? Um, I'll just say some of us have gotten into this business because we are introverts and it it kind of we can be very calculated behind it. So if that's one of your fears is putting yourself out there, I would say get out of your own way and just try it. You will not regret it. Even if it's a conference or a retreat, you will walk away with something. It's it's guaranteed. And probably not just something, but so many somethings yeah. that you will be forever grateful mm -hmm. for. Yeah. It's, it's really powerful. It and it's hard to put into words. I love our conversation because I think we've painted a really good picture of how powerful it is. But it really, like, it's even more powerful than what we're describing when you experience it. You'll know what we're talking about, but it, there's just so much that we we can't put into words, like the experience of it. 
So I say go find a good one or create your own. Find a few friends that you know or are getting to know online and create your own group. It's really not as hard as it seems. Like you need a house and you need some people. You need a loose plan, maybe a place to eat. But aside from that, that's really all you need. Yeah, don't overthink who's coming either. Don't get into that trap of, oh, they they're really big or they're very small. I mean, it does not matter at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. Thank you, Melissa. This was so awesome. I love it. And now I'm like all pumped for another retreat. Mm -hmm. This sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. I will put together a show notes page for you. And if anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash mama gourmand. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Tell us about your cookbook and social media and all of that. So I'm at mama gourmand um, on Instagram. I'm very active on there. You could DM me. You can email me. It's melissa at mama gourmand.com. I swear I I'm I don't just say that metaphorically. I <laughs> respond to every every comment and email. Um, and then my cookbook is on Amazon, Frugal Gluten-Free Cooking. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here, Melissa. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.